Rise and shine. Pour yourself a cup of coffee and tune in to Good Morning Aurora. News, weather, and really cool interviews. Monday through Friday from 8 to 9 a.m. The second largest city's first daily news show is live, live and in effect. We are in the studio. We are here. We're there. We're everywhere. We're in your house right now. We're in your car. We're wherever you are. We might be at work with you. You're in the back in the little break room right there with your phone. And you got Facebook Live to Good Morning Aurora pulled up. I hope you do. The time is now 8.07 a.m., uh, excuse me, Thursday, July 30th, 2020. And we are Good Morning Aurora. We are proud to be a voice for those who don't have one or want to strengthen their voice. And we also speak on social justice and shouting out our underserved populations, our veterans, our seniors, our members of the LGBTQ community, and our undocumented residents as well. And today is a good day. It's a great day. I'm joined in the studio by two of the greatest people in the world, my co-host Christine. What's up? What's up? Good morning. Good morning. And we got the man, the myth, the legend. I know it's on it already, but we got Jacob Zepeda. Good morning. Under the lights morning, in the house, yeah. yo. Under yes, the house. house. Holla. Thank you, thank you. Live claps with our hands. Yeah, right. All claps are live <laughs> till we get the clap button. Um, so we're going to be speaking on Under the Lights, talking to Jacob about all things Aurora, life, and everything in between. But first we have the news. So I got a breaking news story today, just this morning. Shout outs to the squad at Bezo Arts. Uh, McCarty Mills Tap Room and Bezo Arts are collaborating for an after party. Bezo uh, Arts, excuse me, McCarty Mills is supporting their non for profit by having an after party that supports them. 20% of the profits of the after party come back to help Bezo Arts continue to support arts and artists um, now that is going to be on august 7th at 8 30 p.m so the weather it's raining it's now it's kind of drizzling now but it was pouring rain like a mofo it was raining cats and dogs as they say it's a little bit humid outside so please if you got shorts rock those i'm wearing jeans because i don't like the feeling of water on my legs it's a thing since i was a kid this Thursday, or today, from 6 to 9, Emma Lee is supposed to be playing at Penny Street, which is the area behind Gillerson's. Uh, I hope the rain does not kill that, because those performances that take place back there in what is now that park let, so you got the um, cones around it and uh, tables out there, people can sit and chill. Um, there's been some good uh, artists and musicians back there, so hopefully she can play. Hopefully it does lighten up and the rain rain goes away for three hours. Aurora Public Art Visual Summer Programming keeps running along. Today we have Jen Keller's Animal Draw Along. Virtual Summer Programming is brought to us by the Rotary Club of Aurora and the City of Aurora proper. So shout-outs to the Rotary Club and the City of Aurora. Jen Evans was making block designs yesterday. So if you got a chance to see that, it was very cool. Please go and follow, like, and subscribe Aurora Public Art on their Facebook and YouTube pages. Thursday, August 6th, Music in Monday Park. 
with Bill Grady. Mundy Park returns for a lot of good fun. Uh, Mundy Park is the area adjacent to the venue, for those who are unfamiliar. Full of flowers, very nice, pretty. It's got that big star right there. Um, and if you walk that trail, that takes you back to the Water Street Mall, where City Hall is, the back of Gary Brown Art. And now, um, Mora, right there. Mora Asian Fusion. Yeah. Eating off fly. Saw Jiggy out there. You know, you're kicking it. You know, it was kind of hot yesterday, and I walked past it going home, and I thought to myself, sushi and mosquitoes, you know, but, you know, I'm going to holler at them. I am going to holler. We should go. Let's do it. Pencil that in someday. Um, Beyond the Walls. Now, this is in conjunction with our friends Visa Art. An exhibition of graffiti, street art, and beyond. You guys have heard us shout out Visa Arts and this Beyond the Walls for a while now. Friday, August 7th from 5.30 to 8.30 p.m. at Gallery 1904 at 1 East Benton in downtown Aurora. For more information, visit VizoArts.com. Now, VizoArts is the beginning, and McCarty Mills is the after party. So shout-outs to VizoArts and shout-outs to McCarty Mills. Lakemore, Illinois, stand up. Tomorrow, country blues, excuse me, country and blues artist Michael Rawls is playing at Grandma's Wine Bar. So shout-out, Lakemore, Illinois has a population or had a population in the 2010 census of 6,017 people. Um, so, you know, frog in the corner, and he go ride. Country, baby, it's country. Third annual Dedicated Sons, <clears throat> excuse me, LEMC charity motorcycle ride. This ride will benefit Operation Warrior Wishes, and that'll be on August 15th. Registration will be at 10 o'clock a.m. at Aurora Tap House, which is right next door to us. Holla. And kickstands go up at 11 o'clock a.m. Now, there's a list of the places that they will be um, going to, the bars they'll be stopping at. Uh, we posted that. We'll make sure that we repost it because I don't think we posted it on our uh, Facebook page. We'll make sure that you guys see that. So if you're a motorcycle rider, holler at them. For any questions, please contact dedicatedsons at gmail.com. Uh, so fun fact, Dedicated Sons also did a charity Motorcycle Ride Toy for Tot fundraiser for ourselves and the veterans at Ambet's Post 103 at 1194 Jericho Road. So shout out to them. It was really cool. Um, and I have to say, there is a definitive uh, feel to these tattooed, you know, knife wound looking, like, right? And then they're, like, got sweets and candy and, like, pink shit, and they're giving it to the kids. Oh. How you doing, little girl? There's a teddy bear. Like, it's crazy. Like, it, you nev it never gets old. It never gets old. But that is the news for the day. And now we are going to dive into our conversation. Oh, wait. Actually, I have to give one more quick, quick mention. Um, Jerry Taft, rest in peace. Jerry Taft. So here's the thing, and I'm going to be, you know, I don't want to get emotional on the mic. Um, Jerry Taft was the longtime weatherman of ABC7 Chicago. And Jerry Taft is one of the reasons why I always wanted to be, like, on the radio or a host or something as a kid. So, like, now we know that, like, you know, the male, he's doing the thing, right? He's like, yeah, here's the weather. You got the seven-day spread. And he pushed the little clicker, right? And then the thing changes. I was, like, 12 before I realized that he's pushing a clicker. Right? I thought <laughs> I thought he was just like on his shit ready to go like and he knew and then his audience, you know, the crew back there is like, "Okay, now we're going to go boom." I thought he was like the man. Well, he still is the man, but I didn't know that he had a 
You didn't know all the things that went on behind the scenes. Man, it's crazy. There's a lot that goes into it. So Jerry Taff, rest in peace. He really represents a very good time in my life, waking up every morning, seeing him, and just hearing him and growing up with him. So he's a Chicago legend. And also tomorrow is the uh, culinary demonstration with Alfredo Castile on Aurora Public Arts Virtual Summer Programming. All right. Hey, and your breaking news wasn't my breaking news this morning. Um, I got an email about... Saturday, nine thirty. Blissful Blooms is their grand opening and ribbon cutting. They're opening oh. up around the corner. They're gonna be above Warehouse Fifty Five. Okay. If you know Maria, who has done a lot of different floral arrangements and classes over at Wickwood House, mm-hmm. that's her shop. Oh, and shout out to Wickwood House because they got their two-year anniversary tomorrow. Correct. Party, mm-hmm. yeah, the party and everything. Uh, that's right. So, um, actually, Maria, what's your last name? Um, I don't think that's actually her last name, her, her Facebook name, but uh, oh, it's, how can we find her on social media? Uh, it's Blissful Blooms. If you go on Facebook, Facebook or Instagram, I've seen her stuff. It, it's amazing. Okay. All these little tropical flowers, like she'll put like a little pineapple with flowers coming out. So it's really great. Mm, blissful Blooms. Okay, yeah. all right. Uh, so shout out to Blissful Blooms, and shout out to all the florists out there. I like flowers a lot. All right, so we are going to. Um, get into our interview with Mr. Jacob Zapeda. He's here. He's on the mic. Yes. He's with us in the studio today. Um, so, Jacob, good to meet you. Yeah, good to meet you, too. Finally. Good yeah, to I see know. you in the flesh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> after after the uh, past day. <laughs> yeah, yep. We've had, like, 286,000 text messages yeah. and Instagram <laughs> DMs are flying and all yeah, that. I've been DMing you more than anybody right now. It's crazy. Um, but it's, it's very good to meet you. And it's actually good to put a face with a name behind the work of uh, Under the Lights. Yeah, definitely. Um, so starting off, uh, tell us where you're from. Tell us uh, where you grew up. Yeah, so uh, born and raised in here um, in Aurora. Um, 22 years old, um, still in college. And, um, yeah, I mean, I just uh, born and raised here. Nice. Yeah, yeah, uh, what, what school do you go to? Um, so out of high school, I went to uh, Columbia College for about a year or so. Okay. Um, and then I transferred out to like Wabondi, so I'm currently there right now. Nice. Yeah. All right. Very cool. Yeah. Um, growing up, what impact did your mom have on your life? Um, oh, wow. Um, hey, I'm baby, I'm told you. We in um, it. Yeah, no, so uh, my mom has definitely been um, very impactful to my life. She actually, um, I had... Uh, two parents, of course, but um, sh- my dad wasn't really prevalent in, in my life. Mm. It was mainly like um, her, and um, and she had the when I it's me and then uh, four other siblings. So there's five of us in total. Wow. Um. So she basically raised us all five by herself. Big fan. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And, and I'm actually um, the youngest out of my siblings, but um, she actually had kids like back to back to back. Mm. Um. So I'm 22, but um, my oldest brother I believe is um. 27, 27 or 26, but then she had my sisters, I have one brother and then three sisters, right. so just back to back, so one's 20, 25, one 26, 25, and 24, and the other one's 20, 27. Nice. Yeah, so, um, but with that said, um, yeah, I mean, she's been really great in my life, she's really pushed me um, to do the things that I do currently, and she's always there to, like, support, um, there comes, like, um, her knowledge of like, okay, like, you know, I, I know what you want to do, which is art related stuff, right? Which is, and we can talk about it later, but like, it's um very um, not stable path to choose as far as like a career. Um, there's a lot of uncertainty, a lot, a lot of um, sure. like how you're gonna make money, how you're yeah. gonna like sustain yourself. 
uh, but she's always been very positive to what I want to do compared to like my other like siblings that want to do more practical jobs, um, like teaching or like medicine, stuff like that. Um, man, I, come on, come on, hiring, come on, man, yeah, get your yeah. real job. <laughs> Yo. Yeah, and then there's me that's like the art kid that's super expressive and um, pursues art lately. Yeah, yeah, no, I totally feel you. I'm yeah. uh, I'm the same way. I've always had like, well, not always, but I've typically had like a job, job mm-hmm. to, you know, make sure that I can pay for things. But like, nah, my passion is like in here. Yeah. And trying to make it manifest itself is difficult, you know? Definitely. So, yeah. My, my dad was that way, yeah. where he was very business-oriented. Mm-hmm. And I had said when I was trying to find um, a major in college, I'm like, yeah, I really like graphics and design. He's yeah. like, yeah, why don't you find something you can make some money yeah. at? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, my dad, same way. I would draw, and I wanted to be a comic book artist as a kid, you know? And he was like, comic books? He's like, get you a real job. Like, oh, my yeah. God. Yeah. <laughs> yep. But we can't stay conformed to those ways. That's part of being an artist. You know what I'm saying? You need to let your spirit flow. And it's like, it's hard sitting behind some desk and shit. I mean, yeah. like, like I think back, like, one of the worst times of my life was sitting behind a desk from 8 to, you know, 8 to 5, right? And you got, oh, we got a meeting at 9 and all this other kind of shit. Send the spreadsheets, like office space. Like I hate it. You know, it just like, makes my it makes my uh, skin crawl. Yeah, I feel that. Yep, mm-hmm. I agree. So I agree. tell everybody what you're doing with Aurora and Chicago Pride. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, so actually, the uh, first Pride that we had here in, in Aurora, um, I actually like marched in. Um, I saw some state uh, that I uh, well, um, I came out in high school when I was a junior. Um, and I actually did it a little bit um, unpractical to, like, I guess you could say most people. Mm-hmm. Um, I was in the headspace of, like, I just wanted it to be just out there already. I was I was, I was, I was hiding that side of myself for, like, a long time. Um, I can definitely, like, well, when people ask me, like, oh, so, like, when did you know? Um, I, I kind of just explain, like, I just always ever, I just always has known. Um, there's just been factors throughout my whole entire life that has, well, back then that was, like, stopping me from, being myself and coming out. Um, so when I finally did, um, it was a great experience. Um, but um, I was—I I don't know why I. And looking back, I probably shouldn't have done this, but I did anyways. Um, so I made a, a video actually um, of me coming out. Um, and my thought process behind that was like, I don't want to like keep going up to people and saying like who I am. Um, I just kind of wanted to like, hey, like there's a video. Just push play. Yeah, push play. Yeah, no, actually, <laughs> actually, um, and actually is like a. Uh, a joke now, um, as far as like my actual friends, because um, they it was a long video. It was like ten minutes long. I was like, Jacob, you're like over dramatic with that. I just to say that, like you're getting like go go on, and uh, but um, yeah, I'm in a video. But with that said, um, I didn't know that it was gonna like um, within my high school. I didn't know that it was gonna spread. Uh, so so it spread to like all, all well, like most of the staff um, at my high school, plus my teachers and all that, plus a lot of kids in my my class. Um, and I did it during spring break. So when I came back from spring break, Perfect. that was the most <laughs> awkwardest day of my life. I don't. It was it, it was it was um it was exciting, you know, that uh, people knew. But it was like that day was so stressful for me. I was like, I don't know how people are gonna react to me. I don't know how people are gonna treat me now. Um, but to my surprise, it was mostly positive. There were some some people that were whatever. Um, but that's here or there. Um, but mostly it was positive. Um, but going back to like the pride, um, being LGBT has definitely um, been something that 
I want to learn more about. Um, I mean, I've, I would say, five years, six years since I came out, so I'm still trying to traverse my life sure. being gay and what sure. that looks like for me. Um, but definitely when we had our first Pride here, um, I made it a point to, like, try to be involved with it as much as I could. So um, I was part of, like, some groups that w would walk in the parade. That was really, um, for me, that was, like, at the time, uh, I was out for, like, maybe a year or two. That was really, like, exciting for me to, like, be a part of something like that and contribute uh, myself, but also help out different groups that were also there to nice. do that. Um, and then the year following, I actually um, helped the parade. So I would... Um, uh, direct like like traffic where I would help out with like passing out flyers or other things like that so uh, I always try to be involved in in the roar probably and when it comes to like, Chicago I'm not really in touch with that scene over there um, but I do go and I do like check out the parade but as far as like the one in Aurora I, I, I'm, I'm really trying to get more involved in that um, I actually shot like photography for the last pride too um, so okay. I did like photos um, and then yeah pretty much that what, what are you trying to capture in your photography? Yeah, um, so for me, um, I've been actually trying to answer that question myself too. <laughs> um, I Well, going back to that then. So I first started doing photography um, my senior year of high school. And then when I was going to college, I was trying to figure out what I wanted to do, um, whether that was photography, whether that was filmmaking, whether it was acting. Um, I always knew that I wanted to take my life in that sort of like area. Um, but I went to college for film and um, directing, but I always did like a, like photography on, on the side. Um, and as far as like my style, my, my mood, um, I try to um, to capture nature, um, man, and kind of combine the two. Um, so I would say a lot of my art um, is definitely mixture of like people and like nature around flowers. Um, but then I also do like high fashion stuff, um, and I just try to. Um, make the two that uh, sometimes are complete opposites, um, try to make them cohesive. Um, but the whole idea, though, is just to try to make uh, people feel and look beautiful. Um, so that's one of like, the best things that I, I can offer to somebody, I feel like, is um, different. Because I shoot with like a variety of like actual models compared to people that have never done a photo shoot before. So it's always cool to get um, people that have not done a photo shoot to make them like to send them the photos and then they'll be like, Wow, like, is that really the way I look like? I look, like, amazing. And so, something like that. That's a gift. Yeah, yeah, definitely a gift. Really? Yeah, Very yeah. cool, man. Yeah. Um, so, tell us about Under the Lights, how it started, yeah. where it came from. Yeah, so, um, Under the Lights was originally going to be my own art show, um, just of my own work. Mm -hmm. um, I was trying to figure out, at the time, um, how to get my art out there more, um, and I just figured like it would be, just make sense to have my own art show. Um, I would get a space, I would um, get prints and whatever I wanted to show, and do it like that. But um, talking, because I have tons of friends um, in a row in Chicago that do art, um, or in the art realm, and um, also growing up in Aurora, for me at least, um, I've never seen art pushed to the amount um, that I wanted to see it, and there wasn't really events that I knew of, at least, um, that tailored around youth and art scene. Hmm. Um, so when I was growing up, I was trying to find, as I'm becoming like an artist myself, trying to find venues and spaces and events to, to display my art, and I know tons of people my age are trying to find the same exact things. Um, so what started off as my own event, just for my own art, I then, after talking to tons of people, um, I was like, you know what, like, you know, I've not seen events, at least to my eye, that are around art that encapsulates everything that 
um, different types of art, photography, film, um, different things like that. Um, so I'm just going to make my own. And um, I was able to do that. I got a team of people that I trusted that um, were in the art realm or at least in the business realm. And um, we tried to put together a art and fashion show, um, which we did do. And um, it was, honestly, it was one of the best experiences that I've had as an artist myself. Um, it's the most fulfilling thing that I've ever done. Um, and I didn't even have like my own art there. I just had everyone else's art there because right. because as I'm going along this journey of trying to figure out how to do an event like this, I don't, I don't really know. Um, well, when I started, I didn't know like what to do. I just kind of had an idea, um, and I just approached the right people, and they kind of helped me build that. But um, at, at the end of it, when it was all complete, um, yeah, it was one of the best experiences, and I had a lot of great feedback about it. Um, I was excited to do it again this year, but I just couldn't do it because um, of what's going on right now. But um, definitely, we have plans to bring it back in the winter, maybe, or for sure next year. But yeah, um, but yeah. it's a really good title too, "Under the Lights," because yeah. uh, you know Aurora being the uh, city of lights. lights. Yeah, yeah. yeah actually, it's a, it's a um, great who way to it? I think it was um, an artist named uh, Noe. He actually brought up the name because he was part of my team as well, um, and he brought up the name "Under the Lights." And at first, I didn't really know how to feel about it. I was like, "Oh, like that, that sounds nice," but I kind of had a different name in mind. What'd you have in mind? Um, I don't remember. I think it was. It was something to do with like light still, but it was just with that name. Um, but he brought it up, and then as time just went by, I'm like, you know what? That's a really great name, actually. And actually, and thinking about the name, exactly what you said, like Aurora is like the city of lights and under lights. Um, right. It's kind of uh, play on that, but also, I think it, um, I think it tells exactly what's going on here as far as um, untapped potential. I feel like under the lights um, incorporates everybody that's not seen, that is seen. Um, and it just highlights, you know, everything that's going on here and everyone that lives in Aurora and under the lights, um, is perfect name for that. So definitely. Um, I want to give a quick shout out to a friend of the show, um, Tracy Duran. She wrote a story about how Aurora became the city of lights. Uh, mm -hmm. it's to, you can find it on www.tracyduran.com. Um, yeah, cause Aurora and lights is like, uh, you know, significant yeah. thing. Yeah, so at one point in time, I guess, before, like, Aurora's one of the first cities to, like, get street lighting in a in a big fashion. And at one point in time, like, Aurora was the the brightest thing that could be seen for many miles around. Mm -hmm. So that's pretty, mm -hmm. that's pretty damn cool. Yeah. <clears throat> she does a great page. Oh, you know A lot her? of history. I don't know her, but I know her page. Oh, okay, damn. <laughs> shout outs to the... Uh, <laughs> big history geek <laughs> yes so yeah check out that article yeah, because again it gets into you know why it's called the the city mm. of lights and like the candles or mm. you know and just the different schools that uh yeah. how, how this all originated so yeah, yeah, it was very it interesting mm -hmm. check it out. Yeah. shout outs to history yep that's right. <laughs> yeah. so going forward yeah. where do you see yourself like in right, five years, so. um, locked, locked in a house in pandemic mode. Hopefully not. It looks like it actually. <laughs> but um, this no, is Jacob's Zapata doing under the lights in my bedroom. Yeah, no, you know what I'm saying. Live streaming it. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, um, for a while I actually didn't know. So um, I've always been someone that's kind of just done things whenever I feel like it, without a plan. I just kind of find myself like if I have a time constraint on something, um, I don't tend to do it. So, um, it just, and plus it adds like a lot of like pressure on myself. Um, and I try not to put as much pressure on myself now because I used to do that a lot um, with my art or just my own life. But um, I did make a five-year plan of kind of what I wanted to do, just kind of put myself in a, in a, a track 
Um, I definitely see myself doing like photography still. Um, I actually accomplished one of the goals that I set for like the first year, oh, well, for this year, um, which is uh, to work with more like modeling um, groups and different agencies like that. Um, so I actually signed on to a group in Chicago that's done, um, well, they hire on like different like, like models and artists and um, they help them grow in, in the business. And um, they actually have like models that have done like editorials for like Vogue, for GQ, for um, like V-Man. Um, and I was glad because I was trying to like submit like my, my portfolio, my application to a bunch of groups just trying to get myself in the door. Um, and I finally got word back from them. Um, so for the past like two weeks, I've been going back to like Chicago and doing like test shoots with different like models that they have for like their new faces. Um, and that's been going really well. And they really like my stuff. So um, I'm really excited about that. So I checked that off my box of like what I wanted to get done. Um, so I got that done. But hopefully do that more. Um, of course, keep my art show. Um going consistently um every year is like like the benchmark i want to have um for that show um definitely get into more acting stuff i used to be like a prevalent actor um i've done like a bunch of like indie films um different plays and musicals in high school even outside of high school so definitely keep that up um and then transition from photography to more filmmaking because that's ultimately what i want to do is make my own films um and um whatever that takes me at in five years, that's, that's where, yeah, I want to do that. How are you adapting virtually? So, like, what you're doing mm -hmm. and kind of what you were saying about YouTube. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, um, I, so, also with that, um, I actually do want to have my own like, YouTube channel. Um, I feel like a lot of people my age kind of get into that realm, that space, and there is, a, like, a big market for that type of content. You can make, you know, I mean, of course, you can make, like, money, but also I just find it very freeing and the fact that it's something new, um, that people can just like on their own time be their own boss and kind of make content that suits their what, what they want and also I mean there's like a big market for it so there's people that actually watch it um, and so I do want to do that eventually I just kind of figured out like what that looks like for me um, but as far as like the digital age and kind of where that goes for my art um, I'm definitely trying to find ways to incorporate um, you know, what I do in real life and then transfer that to like online presence and stuff like that because I feel like that would help out my art a lot to get exposure but also just for myself it would add new ways to get creative and build different content so definitely I want to get more into that as well too. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Um, so when we talk about uh, when we talk about Aurora and uh, you know as we mentioned before we started the show mm -hmm. um, what do you well I'll start off with this what do you think is Aurora's strength? Strength. Um, well, I always go back to this kind of, um, I guess, um, statement, but I would say it's the uh, untapped potential that's here. Um, and I always keep saying that because I, 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 do, I do feel like Aurora is a hot spot for many things, um, specifically art, though. I think that there's so many artists compared to like youth or elderly in whatever age. Um, but there's just so much untapped like potential, and there's so much that um, that we have to offer that most most different like cities um, don't offer as well. And I would just want to see more opportunities for that. But as far as like a highlight of the city, I'd definitely say say the art scene, definitely. Nice, definitely. Yeah. Very cool. Yeah. Um, so we know uh, very well that Aurora had some upheaval yeah. and troubles and everything. Mm -hmm. um, do you feel that the city is starting to come back from that? Are there better 
uh, well, I, I, I feel there's better days ahead. Mm -hmm. But where do you feel things are right now in the city? You're young. You got your finger on the pulse. What do you, you know, what, what do you, what do you hear? What do you feel? Yeah. Um, so, um, I have thought about this a lot and, um, trying to find like where I can contribute my voice. Cause obviously think about that. This isn't, um, in many ways, like my story to tell. Um, but I am like an ally for sure. And I do try to uplift black voices in this time more than myself. Cause I do feel like, um, it's their time to speak. It's their time to act. And, and I mean, it, it's not even, this is like a new thing. This has been for decades. We're trying to right. like get something done, get some change actually to happen. And with, um, being a minority, um, also I, I, I do have, um, like I do understand a lot of the issues and I definitely do support wholeheartedly. Um, and as far as Aurora, I, um, when it came to like the riots, I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm at the side of like, I understand why they happen. Um, do I agree with them? No, of course. I don't think people should be looting and like that. Definitely sure. not. Um, but I do understand it. And um, I'm not mad that people are looting. Um, I think a lot of people kind of just see it as like, oh, like the whole movement is just looters and people trying to cause trouble just to have fun and steal. But no, I mean, this has been an issue that has been um, within the country pretty much the whole entire time that it's been 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 mm -hmm. um, been here and and I when it comes to like Aurora um, there has been strides to do better and I have seen that um, I I do have some of the connections as far as like the government I don't know who's in it um, I have helped out with different like campaigns that I felt like um, that I felt like were gonna help Aurora um, and I I I see I, I see the vision for what the city wants to do um, I just wish that they would approach more issues in a more progressive way. Right. Um, there, I would say, just kind of say my words today. Okay, like, wait. I want, I want an example yeah. of that. Yes. Yeah. Right. I do too. Hold on. Let me. How, how can the city be more progressive? Okay, yeah, yeah. So um, it comes down to different things that they uh, prioritize. So I feel like the city is very um, reactive and not proactive. Word up. So um, when something happens, they, they, of course, you know, they try to solve it then and there when you know a lot of the issues that different like community members have been asking them uh, they've been doing it for for months for years um but now that you know this is going on right now as far as like different movements like that now they want to listen and now they want to you know react upon it because that makes them look bad um and as far as like progressive change i really want them to do something, which I don't know if it, if it would be within their power, but there's tons of issues as far as like redlining here. There's far as like funding, um, prioritizing um, what's going on in the community compared to like the police. Um, I am on the side of like to uh, defund the police, which can seem scary to some people. Um, but I think the ultimate message behind that statement is just not that we want to like defund the police entirely. Well, let's reallocate some of the resources that we give the police into different programs in the community. That's something that I, I talk into many groups. I've, I've definitely been a part of tons of forums. I've gotten protests. I've um, I've tried to to um, to add my voice into that. But that's one of like the biggest things I feel like they can do. And I, I know it is it's a hard thing to kind of grasp and kind of get behind, um, especially when we have different uh, political bodies that are totally like buddy buddy with police um and sometimes it can lead to like different like favoritism um but i think that it could be done i i think it really does and actually my mom 
Um, she is working, well, she, well, one, my mom has been pretty prevalent in the city herself. She works for um, like the school district um, for, uh, for 131. She was a secretary at a school, um, and then now she works at Life Central Registration. Um, and then now also she's working um, as far as like the um, uh, special needs like department. <laughs> um, and um, but with uh, she's actually doing a uh, internship um, where she's working with uh, the uh, police department to um, kind of do what I'm kind of like suggesting, which is as far as like different cases that, that, that like different calls that the city get, if that's to deal with like a mental health issue or like a, a domestic abuse situation, instead of sending a police officer, you can send a counselor. You can send um, you, you can send someone that's specialized in different um, different areas that people will call. Um, the uh, 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 police for real and quick. Think, yeah. Did your mom take part in the review recommendation settings at um, the city? I don't think. No, I, I I don't think she knew about it actually. All right, because there was a Hispanic lady there when I was there yeah. who identified herself as working for. She said the school district, but it was kind of short, so she didn't say if it was one twenty one or one thirty one. But um, she did. She was talking on that, so that's crazy. If I was yeah. like sitting up. Like, your mom was, like, two <laughs> people away, like, oh, damn, I'm interviewing your son right now. Yeah, she definitely has a really great heart, um, and she does want to do a lot of change here, too. But, um, but I mean, yeah, I mean, I I think that would be the most, like, progressive thing that that they can at least get behind or at least find ways to work around, you know, what 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 we want, I think, definitely. Yeah. Um, the time is now 8.41 a.m., and you're listening to Good Morning Aurora, the second largest city's first daily news podcast. And that sound you hear in the background is I think construction tearing down some whatever the hell that was mm -hmm. and making noise, but maybe y'all won't hear it on the mic. Um, so my bad. Oh, all right. Um, so now the next thing that I want to talk to you about uh, is still art related, mm -hmm. and it also has to do with uh, yourself. So uh, I, I asked this of photographers when they come on. Mm -hmm. um, who are some of your inspirations are there mm -hmm. photographers that you like or photographers whose work you follow or um famous mm -hmm. photographers yeah uh, as far as famous photographers that are well known of course i know um like the most like prevalent ones that work with like different celebrities like that but um the bulk of my inspiration actually comes from local artists um i don't have my phone on me because i follow like a lot of them um but i i follow tons of artists um like it, it, it's not even as far as like photography i follow like actually i actually follow a lot of like different artists that don't do like photography like, they do either paintings they do murals mm -hmm. uh, they sing stuff like that um as far as like my own photography and inspirations um i try not to um actually um have too many um because i feel like in the past um, when I was trying to find my footing and my voice as a photographer, I would kind of just copy a lot of people, which, I mean, back back then, um, I, I was trying to learn, so maybe that's why. But, sure. Um, but, I mean, right now, like, um, I do my own work, um, and I'm really proud of that, and I try not to, like, you know, follow as many people just to kind of, like, keep my own own ideas to myself, and, and, and I don't want to end up, like, you know, you know, either um, taking, well, like stealing an idea or whatever. I just kind of want to be in my, in my own realm. Um, right. Yeah. Who are yeah. some of your lo favorite local, local photographers? Artists, uh, I definitely like visual arts, what he's doing as far as his, his artist. Um, I don't, on top of my head, um, well, actually, like, we, you actually had him on a couple, I think, uh, two couple weeks ago, um, but uh, 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 Tojo. Oh yeah, Tojo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. kill so, Tojo. Yeah, yeah, he's he's really as far as like shout his outs. Art, <laughs> so, shout out to Aaron. He's 
it's really cool. So as far as like his his art um and his like his rapping, fantastic. Um, there's an artist named Noe that actually done like graffiti art. Mm-hmm. He's an amazing artist. Uh, my friend Vivian, she does different like uh, uh graphic art as well. Um, there's, tell my head. I'm trying to think. Um, just a lot of like the youth that are trying to get their footing into art. I also take very much like inspiration from them because a lot of new age art um modern contemporary art that i see in like chicago as well um just different artists in that realm that are doing new things trying to like work around shapes and figures and um i definitely try to like translate a little bit of what you're doing what they're doing into my own work and try to make it a little bit new age and um yeah, yeah. very cool yeah. um so let's talk let's talk food yeah <laughs> so hungry as shit i know <laughs> Uh, best tacos in Aurora. Mm. Best tacos in Aurora. Um, if a guy came from out of town and was like, "Yo, mm-hmm. where? I need some tacos, man. Mm-hmm. Where can I go get them?" Yeah. Um. Actually, it's funny though. Like, I'm not that actually interested in tacos. Actually, I know that's like very controversial. Yo, this is the end of the interview. That's very right controversial. Here, <laughs> we done with Jacob Zapata's no, rap for all like, that. Well, I, so, like, I think I think my thing. Well, also, I should state that um, I am Hispanic, but I don't know Spanish. Um, yeah. So it is very like. I, they, so yeah. does our co-host. Yeah. <laughs> we went out to lunch <laughs> yesterday. Oh. We're out, yeah, we're out this having lunch, terrible. and uh, the lady comes up. She sees me. She's like, "Yeah, here's the menu." And all she sees Christine. Um, Order la la butter butter. And uh, Christine was okay. Yeah, whatever. And it was just like. Yeah, don't you oh. hate that? <laughs> I just start when, smiling. And when, and when everybody assumes that they speak Spanish, and you just yeah. kind of have that, like that awkward like, I don't actually, but you know, I'm trying to understand you like that. Um, it, but. It, then the, you're sitting there and you're they're looking you're like you're yeah. lying I'm like no I'm telling the yeah. truth I yeah. really don't know yeah the lady was literally like <laughs> yeah no well I mean I, I don't know if you actually uh, um, have also had this but like I don't know why um, this is a whole different subject too but like um, somehow it's offensive when you don't speak Spanish and you're Hispanic I get that a lot of like you know especially someone my age like oh like you're gonna like like either you're gonna kill the language or you know you're, you're or people in our heritage are not going to grow up with the language, um, and they just kind of get offended. Um, and I'm just like, I mean, it's not really anything in my control. Like, I, I can learn, and I am trying to learn. Uh, just I want to get back into that kind of self. Um, and but like, you know, I, I can't control like not speaking Spanish. I mean, like my dad, he doesn't know Spanish, and his side of his family doesn't really know Spanish. Uh, but my mom does. So growing up with like someone that does speak Spanish, someone that doesn't, as far as parents, um, it would just be easier to speak in English so they can both talk to us. So that's kind of just why, like, we never learned. Um, it's because my house was just mainly uh, uh, speaking English. But I have seen, like, as far as like being like uh, being uh, like um, someone that's is his Hispanic, um, there's definitely been like troubles I face in that realm, of, like not only Spanish and feeling like a disconnect between like my heritage, because um, for for a while I just kind of didn't really embrace that side of myself. And as far as like food and stuff like mm-hmm. that, I'd never really like ventured out into like trying going to different like restaurants being tacos right to be fair, that always felt like a little bit uncomfortable because then i had to like oh explain like oh i don't speak spanish or like x y and z and i just yeah so as far as like my favorite spots i don't really have a spot i guess like the only one i could think of which is pretty basic but it's uh uh los camales i know los camales yeah probably them and they're pretty good um so that's like my short answer we went from soup, from food to sociology. That yeah, I quick. know. Yeah, that's a whole different subject too. But that's, that's the kind of show we are. That's what's yeah. up. Um, so one of the reasons that's um, it's kind of a good way to segue though, because one of the reasons why I'm glad to have you on today, and I was glad when you sent the message, because like 
Like, you are, um, I'm trying to capture a lot of different voices. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to capture Latino voices, Italian voices, Greek voices, mm-hmm. black voices, everybody's voice, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so you and your story and everything about you, one of the things that I know that you cannot learn from Googling and looking at pictures and just liking things on Instagram is, like, the like the inside of a person's experience, you know what I'm saying? So that's why it is very cool to to have you on the show and know that. Uh, we had a friend of the show who will be here tomorrow, Sandra Gonzalez on. Yeah, I just know her, Sandra. Oh, you do? Yep. Oh, shout outs, yeah, shout outs. Great. Damn, everybody know everybody yeah, on I'm, the show. Yeah, no, yeah. I, I'm pretty in I'm It's a family in show. Yeah, I'm pretty in, in touch <laughs> yeah. with a lot of people and Aurora. So. Yeah, we talked yeah. about um, some Latinx uh, issues. Yeah. We had She had a discussion with a professor about uh, anti-blackness in the Latinx community. Mm-hmm. She came on to talk to us about it, and then uh, we'll be talking tomorrow about undocumented um, issues as well. So it's good to have these conversations because our yeah. listenership is very different. And for me, you know, growing up as a young brother, there's a lot of uh, uh, nuances and intimacies in, in yeah. different cultures that I don't know. You know, yeah, so this helps me yeah. know that. I mean, as far as like myself, I, I it's, it's not an even intentional, but like, I mean, I do feel myself um, having different opinions from a lot of people that I surround myself with. Um, or even just are in my life. Like, I mean, as myself, like, I'm gay. I had to add that to me. I'm Hispanic, but um, I'm also, I would, like, consider myself a, uh, a democratic, like, socialist as well. I would consider myself um, agnostic atheist as well, so I don't believe in any God or like that. Mm-hmm. So there's a lot of facets to my life that I just don't see a lot of people like that around me. Um, and not even that I don't search, but I do try to search for people that, at least have common interest in me as far as views because I do feel like it's comforting to have people surround you. But um, I do, I will say though that I am grateful that I do have people that don't think like me. Yes. I, I feel like people should have that kind of kind of friend group of like, you know, people that, you know, are your friends and, you know, you hang out and stuff like that, but you also don't agree on everything. I think that's really healthy. I feel like people get trapped into these spaces of like comfortability where they just want to like have people uh, reaffirm their own, own, own beliefs and they don't really grow from that. So right. I have tons of friends that are Muslim, that are Christian, that are Buddhist. It's like that. And I, I, I like that because even though I don't believe in anything like that, it is interesting and it's really, really um, opens my eyes to a lot of a lot of things. And also me being like an, an, an atheist to like explain kind of what that side is like, because um, I feel like a lot of people kind of just assume that's like evil or like taboo or whatever. Yeah. Um, but a lot of people have told me like, oh, Jacob, like that's actually really interesting. That's really cool that that you know, trying to figure out like, oh, why? Why is that? Um. But yeah, I mean, so like, I'm I'm just trying to find like you know my my place, and it's yeah, I definitely don't see like a lot of people like me that at least have the views that I do. Right. Yeah. No, I I appreciate that yeah. conversation because uh, my views are the exact not the exact same as yours, but like very similar. But plus, like my life just has so many different components to it of like people and thought processes and everything like that, like. Mm-hmm. You know, one aspect of my life, like 80% of one part of my life, I actually, like, ideologically identify with only, like, 2% of it, right? Other parts of my life, I'm fully invested in it, but, like, others are not. So it is very interesting to, like, to get those different dynamics. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Um, Here's a question I got for you, though. With your your views on um, religion and being a member of the LGBT community, Mm What has been a bigger challenge? The view within your community, your Latin community, mm-hmm. or 
the American way? Hmm. Well, first off, I, I, I think growing up gay, Hispanic, um, I, I am fortunate to live in a somewhat like progressive household as well. So my parents were really okay with it. There were no issues as far as that. But within my community as a whole, and having tons of friends that are gay as well, trans, um, non-binary, um, it's different for everybody. But, right. but I would say that the majority, though, is pretty bad when it comes to the Latinx community. As far as like um, a lot of toxic like masculinity, a lot of like religion being prevalent um, in our culture. Um, so it is a little bit harder for the older generations to kind of accept people that are gay, um, especially when they're taught their whole lives, you know, about like the Bible and Christianity and, you know, different interpretations of that. Mostly people are inside of like, oh, like, you know, it's not, um, it's just, uh, it's just, uh, um, it's not Adam and Steve, it's Adam and Eve. And just a lot of that older mentality. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, right. so it's just like. Um, You're not going to yeah, heaven. Yeah, and it's just, I mean, in, okay, in, 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 my, own, in my own <laughs> life, um, I, I, that's kind of one of the reasons why I was kind of scared to come out was just because um, I had different, like, family members that growing up I knew were, like, super, like, religious, and if I ever did come out, I would lose some bonds, um, and, um, gratefully, like, I haven't lost any family member when I did come out. Of course, there's, like, a transition of, like, you know, um, trying to get comfortable with that side of me, but, um, everyone has been supportive, but tons of my friends... Um, and even, like, my boyfriend, actually, right now, um, his parents are super against it, so I can't really, like, go around them when I'm with him. Um, so that is a little bit challenging because they're a little bit older, like that. Um, and it's just a matter of, like, trying to get um, the older age or even just people that are a little bit more uh, religious to kind of see that, like, you know, people like me and my community are just as valid, just as human. Um, but it is, I would say, definitely, it is a big problem. Um, and it's something that needs to be definitely addressed and a little bit more educated on, um, yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That was the signal that you guys could not see to my co-host. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah I like that. Yeah, uh, it's cool. You know, actually, uh, that's one of those things. So, again, like, I really like talking to you. I really like the people that we do talk to. And I like, I really do like doing this because uh, a friend of mine asked the other day, she was like, uh, do you have a script? I was like a no, conversation. No. I was like a script. <laughs> and she was like, "Yeah, you should have a like people can go to the they can go to CNN for a script." Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Where you you can you as the guy watching know what's coming next. You can, it's like A B C. So no, it's not because this show is for everybody to learn, you know? Yes. I did not know anything about you besides just lurking on your Instagram every day. Um, you know, and peeping your joints. Uh, so this is for everybody to know and understand. Yeah, um, but speaking of Instagram, shout out your social media. How can people uh, find out what you're doing and get in, in yeah, touch? Um, so on Facebook and Instagram, my main photography account is uh, Taken by Jake. So it's Taken, period, by, period, Jake. Gotcha. Um, and then um, my other like fashion lifestyle account would just be my full name. Um, so at uh, Jacob Zapata would just be that um, on Instagram. So those are the main two things that I kind of use, just Facebook, Instagram. Um, for most of my art and my own personal stuff. Nice. Yeah, yeah. What's your favorite social media? Um, definitely Instagram. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Oh my god. That's, that's, I love. Them. Yeah. 
Yeah, I, actually, it's funny because like I Instagram. see on like my phone, cause my phone tells me like what apps do I use most, and it's like. Oh yeah, I get the heavily. Yeah. heavily yeah. It's, it's, it's yeah. That, yeah, you spent seventeen hours yeah, on no, Instagram like, the past like 18, 19 <laughs> hours. I'm like, yikes. Yeah. yeah, it's like everybody likes Snapchat. I hate Snapchat. Yeah, I, just I, I don't can't. Like Snapchat. Yeah. It's it's like speaking Greek. I just what? Yeah, I, just no, I don't can't. understand either. I can't. I'm just kinda like, yeah. I'm like, what yeah. was life before Instagram? Seriously. Um, the time is now 8.55 a.m. You're listening to Good Morning Aurora, the second largest city's first daily news podcast. And we are sitting here with Jacob Cepeda, who is the organizer and creator of Under the Lights, uh, fashion and art showcase and gallery, which started last year, is on hold due to COVID. Health is hating on us, yeah. and uh, but we will be or will be coming back sometime soon. Uh, so the time is now 8.56 and um, we'd like to end the show on a positive note, try to give the people some uplifting and some actionable um, information. What should the people of Aurora keep in the front part of their minds going forward today? Hmm. Interesting. I would say something that's, that's been something that I've been telling myself, but also I feel like a lot of people would benefit from, is just reminding yourself, anybody, that you're valid. I think that's very important, uh, especially in this time of day where there's such uh, a turmoil and people are a little bit confused or scared or, you know, they're being oppressed. It's just to keep telling yourself that you're valid um, and that you uh, deserve the best in life and that you are worthy of opportunities, of, of um, prosperity, of wealth, of knowledge, um, and just that. Nice. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, you're worthy. That's good stuff. That is good stuff. What should the people know today, Kay? Oh, Casey in the morning. And how y'all liking that name out there in Radio <laughs> Land? Y'all liking that? That's Casey daughter. in the morning. That's I think my it's daughter's name. Casey. Casey. Mm. See, I knew it was a good name. Right? <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I think my message today just I guess be well. Just you know treat treat people the way you want to be treated. Respect other people's differences. Yeah. Mine would be. You know, play nice with others and uh, just be, you know, be positive, be motivated. Um, our co, our other host, uh, Sal Salvatore, was out having a street interview yesterday and met a guy. Well, he, they're former colleagues, chef, entrepreneur, inter, uh, inventor, and uh, the message of that for Wellness Wednesday was, you know, hard times don't last. Just keep going because you can do it. You know what I'm saying? You can actually make it happen. And I think that forward positive thinking is always a good thing. You know, even if you do get stuck in a rut, like, don't worry. Just recalibrate your mind. You know what I'm saying? To to get yourself out of it. You know, like if, if your tire gets stuck in the mud, it's all good. Right? Just go to the trunk, get the tire iron, change the damn tire. You know, that's it. That's all you got to do. Um, so. And with that, I think that we will wrap it up. It was good to speak to you, Mr. Zapata. Definitely, yes. Just thanks you know, for having me on. Good to have you today. Yeah, I do got to say one thing, though, before we get out of here. I got to say two things. Yeah. Starbucks? Yeah, really? I'm actually, yeah, I had to, like, tag myself Fam. on that. You know, yeah, no, I'm, it's just something that I was on my way to work. They're the oppressor. Here. I know, yeah. <laughs> I I need to practice more what I preach, which, which I do try to be, like, very, you know, in tune with. Um, but, yeah, I... It was, it was quick and easy. No, it was yeah. small potato. When it comes to coffee, honestly, yeah. you know, you got to, yo, you got to do you what gotta you got to do. <laughs> Seriously. Yeah, I know, yeah. 
Um, and the second thing I wanted to say is thanks for coming on, man. I hope to have you uh, on in the future. Look, 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 really look forward to working with you. Definitely, definitely. All right. And with that, we out. <laughs>